Welcome to the future of email. I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, founder and CEO of Campaign Genius. We help email platforms grow by giving their customers the power of real-time visual media in their email marketing. We believe that email is the critical civil media channel today for business and commerce. This podcast features the leading innovators in email marketing. Stick around to the end. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on the Cutting Edge podcast on the future of email. Let's go. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of the future of email marketing. And my guest today from the opposite side of the country is Daniel Monty, head of SMS and email marketing at the Snow Agency. Daniel, welcome. Well, thank you. Um, Again, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Super glad to be here. Yeah. So fill people in a little bit just to orient them. And a lot of times there's people listening on a podcast. Sometimes they're watching our smiling faces on video. But fill us Mm -hmm. in a little bit on the Snow Agency just for context. Yeah, sure. So uh, the Snow Agency is a full service digital marketing agency um, working with brands of all sides of the spectrum um, from infant size to, to brands that are generating over a million a month. Um, in revenue. Um, and yeah, I mean, we offer the whole nine, um, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. We also have our own creative studio and of course, email and SMS marketing. So yeah. yeah. And email says SMS is your beat, but I'm delighted to hear about the, uh, the studio as well, because that means you've got some reach to affect the, the creative and email that not every place has. Yeah. So it's like super amazing. Honestly, uh, the creative studio is relatively new and yeah, it's a, it's an in-house solution where we're basically working with clients, um, one-stop shop where we provide them with assets. You know, we have our own, you know, photo studio. So everything goes uh, We have videography, um, also have some nice, amazing shots too. So shout out to Angel who's like spearheading that. But yeah, our, our clients are like super, super happy with, with the shots that they've been receiving so far. Oh, that's so, cool. yeah. In fact, yeah. remind me when we're, when we were, when we're done talking with this and we stop recording, um, I'm part of a panel discussion on Friday about video and email, and uh, I'll just I'll, I'll fill you in on when it is in case you're interested in attending because okay. there's a whole uh, there's a whole lot of opportunity there that almost nobody taps. Um, yeah. How long for you aboard at the Snow Agency? So um, I've been with the company for about a year now. So okay. um, my one year right was pandemic. Uh, yeah. So it, oh my gosh, that was so interesting. So. Um, the crazy thing is, you know, I, I currently have about seven years of email marketing experience and they got me at a time where I wasn't really happy at my employer at that time. Right. It was so much yellow tape. I came in with the mindset that I'm just going to go ahead and shake, shake things up. Right. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case at that job. Um, and, you know, it, it, I was just really miserable. I wanted to do more. I wanted to innovate more. Right. And so um, I remember being miserable like and sad and, you know, just really frustrated one weekend. And, you know, I saged the house like one Sunday morning and like the next day I received like a DM on LinkedIn uh, from Daniel Snow. I'm like, what is this? So I read it. You know, he's telling me about this amazing opportunity to spearhead the email marketing department at the Snow Agency. I'm like, okay, that sounds that sounds interesting. So um, we had a phone conversation that led to another phone conversation. And without us even getting on video, you know, he went wow. ahead and gave me an offer. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just really connected. Um, and so, yeah, like it was, it, it, it's been honestly the most challenging but exciting uh, year. Um, so I obviously there was no processes in place for email marketing. Um, they gave me the free reign to create it as I saw fit. Um, and so I'm literally like, 
creating and building a helicopter as I'm flying it, you yeah, know, working yeah. with clients, building out processes, hiring, making sure that the team is properly trained while also scaling brands. So we started at zero and now we're at the point where we have over 30, 13 million in revenue generated. So our clients are happy. We're happy. Dan and John, um, the founders are extremely happy. So yeah, <laughs> no complaints here. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And all of that in all of that in a year. How long till you actually physically met someone from their life? Oh my gosh. So it was actually like maybe two, three months after the fact. So wow. yeah, uh <laughs> they gave me the offer, I think May, like around May 12th. Uh, okay. I started working May 19th, and then I saw Dan and John in July. July actually was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey man, you know, how's it going? <laughs> Who'd ever, who'd ever thought that that'd be kind of the, you know, at least part of the new reality, right? Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, and it was so, you know, if you think about it, it's like, wow, you're building a team during the pandemic. Like, what the hell did I just get myself into? Like? <laughs> so, so you, 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 you know, you're, you're walking in, starting this department, it sounds like almost from scratch. What was already in yeah. place? Were there uh, platforms, tools, databases? Like how, yeah. like how much was done so, and how much did you have to undo? <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Um, the only things that were pretty much in place was, you know, our existing accounts. So um, obviously uh, the snow agency had a lot of accounts on the Facebook side and, and, you know, on the Google side of things. So we really tried to ramp up. I, I got myself in a position where I was doing a lot of client facing, uh, speaking to potential clients on the email side, getting them opted in. And honestly, it wasn't me going in with the sales pitch, but just providing them with an overview of email marketing, you know, the importance of it and why it's needed, especially on the retention side of things, right? Um, a lot of times brands spend a lot of money bringing people to the site, but not really, you know, right. working really on the channels it. that capture. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, it, it, I mean, it, it came with some challenges, obviously things aren't easy, but you know, I just really tried to connect with the clients and, and, and work really hard to get them to the point where they're at 20% plus of store revenue for email marketing and then ramp them up as well on the SMS side. Wow. Now, some agencies try and stay technology agnostic. Others are like, you know, we're really good at X. I just had a nice conversation uh, this morning with uh, with a, a gent from Philly, and they're they're almost all top to bottom a HubSpot shop. Where do you guys sit on that? So we do um, Clavio and Intensive. Um, so oh, nice. we, we have it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We're Clavio uh, Platinum Partners, and we're also like elite partners for Intensive too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you do you you yeah. do have you do have tools that you really know how to take out and drive. Exactly, exactly. Um I, I think Clavio is just amazing. Um for one, it gives us the reports that we need. Um it's is really efficient, um, really easy to use. And honestly, it's like the the best ESP. I've I've so I've come all right, so I have about like again seven years, but like I've tested about fifty ESPs in the past. Um, just because of my background at that time, yeah. I had a lot of experience on the um, affiliate marketing side. Obviously, you know what that what comes with that, right? Um, really aggressive tactics and, and learning how to um, really get yourself outside of the spam folder. So yeah. um, that in itself, you know, unfortunately, you know, I had to get to the point where I was testing out different ESPs and, and working with different account managers. Now I'm on the other side of things, and I learned a lot, you know, um, from the aggressive side, learning the importance of like IP reputation and just maintaining the best practices so that you can maintain the longevity of these brands reputation so that's amazing too um but yeah clavio is just very relatively easy to use um and i love the the, the people over there um they, they definitely try to set every account up for success so nice. that's dope 
Um, wow. On the intensive side, I, I love intensive as, as well. Um, there's a lot of innovative features that they have in place, not just for SMS marketing, but really trying to generate more leads, um, even if you have email built in through Klaviyo. So um, IG swipe ups, right? That's, that's a, an amazing feat that a lot of our clients love. Um, so if clients have more than 10,000 followers on Instagram, um, working, you can coordinate with Attensive to have like an IG swipe up available um, through the story. They swipe up, they get to sign up. Um, in addition to that, text to join. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of great feats, man. Landing pages wow. as well, et cetera. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, you, 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 you dashed past it, but when you were talking about the affiliate world, and I'm not not I'm yeah. not talking the affiliate marketing world, but it sounded like a Star Wars script for a minute. It's like Luke, come yeah. away from the dark side, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so all right, so I'll give you a background. So I initially um, I give you, I have to give you the whole story, right, so you can get the gist of it. So like I like I I studied marketing. I went to school uh, for for marketing because I wanted to learn how to promote myself as a rapper. At the time, I was like, listen, music is it. This is what I'm gonna do. Uh, and so I ended up studying marketing. I ended up loving. Marketing marketing, you know, in the process. I'm like, wow, this is something that I can really do after. This is this is where my heart is now. So right after graduation, I simultaneously interned at like a record label and also like an online radio station. And um, I didn't know anything about email at the time. I mean, I was doing like some small sense on MailChimp, you know, for a, a, a radio personality, but that was it. Um, you know, that alone actually helped me land an opportunity for an affiliate marketing agency in Brooklyn. Um, and, you know, I started out as a digital marketing coordinator, which is really an email marketing coordinator um, for that role. And I learned a lot. So I would say that while, yeah, it's like super aggressive, it's like fast paced. Um, I, again, I was able to learn a lot of best practices um, because of the things that was happening in the process, right? Spamming and, and having a, a poor um, domain reputation. Um, and then trying to like code your way, reverse engineer your way back into the inbox, which is always exciting. But like, I really learned a lot about email marketing and, and really loved it, you know, because of it, right? I love the way you were able, we were able to test, A-B test and see the results right then and there. It's not something you actually have to wait, you know, 20 days yeah. or a month or two yeah. months to actually yeah. get the reward. So it, it honestly was like a game to me, right? Um, every day I'm looking to see how much money I was able to, uh, able to generate, um, I'm every day I'm looking at the lift and for my AB tests, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm segmenting, I'm, I'm building out journeys. Um, and yeah, it was super, super exciting. And like, I really worked my ass off that first year, got an opportunity as a manager that next year. And I did that for about, um, five years. And then after that, I'm like, I got to try something else. I think I want to be on the, on the positive <laughs> side, on the green side now, you know? So well, I, I mean, um, there's, there's not, it's yeah. not always an easy relationship between, the more aggressive, less aggressive side. How's that for a spectrum? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give I'm going to give you a really funny analogy. History of technology is one of my like one of my domains. And if you look at the history of technology, there are at least two groups that tend to exploit a new technology, particularly one that's media of some sort. One is magicians, and the other is pornographers. And whatever, how, <laughs> however, pornography is defined at that point in time in that culture, right? But they're really cutting edge. Like, you want to learn web development, go spend your time on porno sites. I hear, I don't do it, but like, they're really good. Um, and you look at the early adoption of the web, who, who is pushing the boundaries on handling photos, membership sign up, credit cards, et cetera? 
Again, that industry and the more aggressive end of email marketing, there's a, there, there may be a lot to knock about it, but there's, there's also a hell of a lot to learn, which clearly you got a yeah. chance to do. Yeah, honestly, like by the time I was ready to move on, I felt like there was nothing I couldn't do. Um, you know, I was literally building out copies, um, building out email templates from scratch. Um, again, really reverse engineering the way Gmail works and, and going up, uh, around their rules to inbox. And I'm, I'm talking about I had to really report, I had, had to do a report every day, right, to, wow. to the CEO of the company, um, wow. trying to really explain if revenue dropped, why did it drop, right? Um, and if I had a great day, how I was able to do that so I can help others, right? Help the other managers. So, you know, eventually I just got tired of it. I wanted to do more. Um, yeah. You know, I wanted to in- innovate more. So I wanted to be more so on the e-com side. Yeah. Um, so before I decided to really like change things up, I uh, was re- really freelancing. Um, so mm-hmm. I freelanced for like a, a, a firearm agency who had like this shop online. Um, shout out to Black Diamond. And then I also did, uh, worked for uh, a nonprofit organization um, focusing on drug abuse. Right. Um, and so I was literally wearing different hats. Right. Like <laughs> went wow. from affiliate side to really trying to make sure I increased um, the number of tickets sold for Black Diamond firearm and training and then also really trying to. Um, up to Annie with the drug abuse uh, email marketing strategy, uh, being as informative as possible um, yeah. and really, you know, tap into the brand voice. And I was able to see a lot of positive results. You know, the flows averaged uh, 30 to 50 percent open rate. The clients were really happy. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I didn't know what I would do. So I came in humble, not too sure, like how this is going to go. Yeah. Um, and once I seen that, I'm like, all right, now I think I want to try, you know, working for a big company if possible. Yeah. So That's yeah, really, I ended up. Wow. Yeah. So I, like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to talk email innovation, but there's one thing you said that I don't want to let slip. Uh, the music side of your life still live, still active. Uh, no. So I don't, I don't rap anymore, but I, I am a music head though. I, yeah. I am a music head. Yeah. You'll never yeah, lose I listen that. all types of music. Yeah. No, can't. <laughs> yeah, never, you'll never lose that. I spent, uh, 20 plus years with no active, you know, I was a listener, but no active music. Um, and yeah. it happens to everybody. You'll, you'll, you'll come back. <laughs> you'll come back. There'll be a point where you go like, ah, I want to do this again. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean I have to make a living at it. I just want to do it again. Yeah. yeah. And, Honestly, I feel like I'm getting that itch. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I feel like well, I am, a, but uh, yeah, let's see. <laughs> it's an oddly tough time and maybe a great time for reinvention for music businesses and musicians themselves. I mean, this pandemic's taken a hell of a whack out of live mm-hmm. performances, but people are certainly hungry to get back and actually engage and hear things live and be at an event, not just listening to the recording of an event. We'll have to, let's see what we can make of that, huh? Right. Yeah. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So innovation, you mentioned, you mentioned more of a hunger and an appetite to, to innovate more. What, what are some of the things that you wanted to do? What are some of the things you still want to do? Yeah. So some things that we're actually working on is really implementing QR codes in the post-purchase journey. Um, really trying to tap into providing value to subscribers. Right. Um, so Essentially, you know, when customers buy something, right, do they have a how-to manual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when they receive a product, scanning a code and receiving uh, a how-to manual uh, through the, through a landing page that we customly built, um, mm-hmm. as well as video, right, um, providing additional information. Again, bringing value, but also making sure that the ideation aspect is still there. 
Um, in addition to that, um, another thing that that we're working on is really trying to gamify the user experience, right? Finding ways to make email marketing even more enjoyable than than what it already is. And then also do it through a way of SMS marketing too. So um, one great thing that we innovated um, like maybe two months ago was uh, having this Easter egg hunt where um, one of my one of my team members um, literally worked on this campaign and, and shout outs to her, shout outs to Megan. Uh, and it was really like, hey, they received an email and in the email, it's like, hey, find an Easter egg on the on the brand's website. And if you find it, you unlock a gift, um, a, a promotion. Okay. Um, and so that that ended up doing really well. We ended up seeing a lift in revenue. So that, yeah, that's something that we, we really just have posted up on the side. Like, you know, we framed it essentially nice. <laughs> um, virtually <laughs> framed it. But uh, yeah, it's. So just doing more of that, right? Um, providing long-term value to subscribers, um, really making people happy to receive emails or SMS messages. Um, yeah. In addition to that, we also um, worked on playlists, right? There's no, there's, there's no game, there's no end game for that. We, it's not like we did it to generate a lot of revenue. Um, but the thing is, we're already successful with the strategy that we have. So why not just focus again um, on gamifying it and just making overall more, a more pleasurable experience? So we build playlists um, for for brands. We work with them and we get them to the point where we, we literally knock out some songs. So I guess when you ask me, you know, am I still like intact with the yeah. music side? Maybe I am. Maybe I yeah. am. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. You know, you give it as a thank you. The subscribers listen to the playlist. They love it. They're, now the brand is top of mind. Um, and it's now to the point where a lot of our clients are, are really, really, you know, asking for more of that. That's a way I Spotify, Apple Music, like playlist in what form? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so we, we send, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's, and we send it to them via email and SMS. Like, yeah. and the thing is, it's not only us just working on the email aspect. We really work with the client to build yeah. out these playlists. The playlist, <laughs> so, right. To make it, to make it yeah, suit yeah. the brand. Exactly. That, exactly. You know, so I have like never heard of someone exciting. doing that. That's freaking brilliant. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It, in, in like in the delivery mechanism, like in an email message, you know, brand, brand X that I've been hearing from, here's a playlist for you. Do you, do you, ha do you work with your design team to build, like to build a graphic, essentially the album cover mm -hmm. for the, for yeah, the, we do the whole nine. Uh, yeah, we do the whole nine. We work oh, on the email. Cool. Uh, we work on the cover art as well. Yeah. yeah. And we also, um, we're literally in the Spotify and the Apple accounts just to make sure that everything is up and running smoothly. Right, right, right. right. So that, yeah. so that the, the experience itself works. <laughs> so, so it's, it's curation as a form mm -hmm. of content. Correct. How much do you have to know? This is a broad question. This could be hard to answer. How much? Do you have, like, how do you get in the head of it's brand meets customer, right? I mean, send send me a playlist that's all stuff I hate, not good for the brand. Send me stuff that I, I love. It's a you know, it's a great relationship builder. How do you make that bridge out of music? Yeah, so we we try to really study the brand, and, and so that's through market research. We actually have our own market research team that literally takes on the brand and builds out personas. Okay. Um, and then we'll coordinate with the clients um, and then we'll request the music. When the music is sent, we'll align it with the market research. And that's a very good question. I mean, the thing is sometimes clients, especially when they're at the infant stages of their brand, um, yeah. they technically try to like tell you what's not good for the customers when it's really something that they're not interested in, right? So, you know, you really have to try to filter through that <laughs> yeah. and, and just work yeah. with them. Like, listen, I think we should try it. 
You know, my yeah. motto is simple. Let's A-B test it. If we fail, fuck yeah. it, right? That's literally the approach that <laughs> I have. <laughs> well, it's what, I mean, it's one of the virtues of the, virtues of the, you know, emails especially, but virtues of digital is that you've got that feedback loop. You can be data-driven about those decisions. Exactly. And it's all about pivoting, right? Um, yeah. When something, you got to react real fast. Um, yeah. And so that's what we do. And I think that's what also makes us really great. One of the, one of the things that's intrigued me watching the watching the shift of more and more marketing and advertising to digital channels because uh, I'm older than you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, Matthew. Is the measurability is so different in the days of television and radio? It was a sampling job, mostly Nielsen, and you, know, you were making big multi zillion dollar bets, and then months later finding out if they worked or not. And now we've got these instant feedback loops, even at a very small scale, mm-hmm. that can enable you to to do things much more much more quickly, much more smartly. But it shifted marketing much over much more into a science kind of discipline: hypothesis, thesis, test, split tests, not just creative and this will set the world on fire. Oops, sorry, give me my money anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is amazing. We have months of like data just backed up uh, in our in our drive. You know, yeah. looking at reports on what campaigns performed well, what didn't, uh, to, to what segment as well. But yeah, everything is live in real time, and that, I think that's what makes it beautiful. Um, yeah. When we present proposals to clients, we literally have hard stats to back everything up. Right. Um, and I think now, you know, with everything, it gives us the opportunity to really personalize and custom the journey, which is what we want, right? Yeah. Subscribers shouldn't be receiving every type of email, right? If they're interested in product A, then we need to give them product A and we need to provide them with, with as much information as yeah. possible yeah. about product A and how to use it, you know, yeah. not sending product B and, and expecting them to open it. So in by in, in, in turn, we actually built out a, you know, a long-term relationship and we increased their, their lifespan, right? So yeah. that's the goal here. Now, jump to the SMS side for a second, because um, I've had a couple of guests uh, on this on this podcast who are specifically working in in, in more in text and SMS. Uh, Kenneth Burke from Text Request was was on fairly fairly early, and when I had a, when I'd reached out to him and said, "Hey, you want to be a guest and come chat on the podcast?" He said, "But I'm in texting, not email." And I said, <laughs> "You know, guys are pretty tight." Yeah. <laughs> We need to think about there. What's your perspective broadly on text and email and the boundary between the two? I, so, uh, so a pain point that I have is like when people tell me that you know email is better than SMS or SMS is better than email. They need to collaborate. It needs to be a cohesive experience, right? Um, and so, through dual orchestration, you have to make sure that we're providing subscribers with what they want, right? So, like maybe you're dealing with a subscriber that's not interested in receiving emails, but they're more prone to open an SMS message and read it, right? Um, 98% of people that have SMS um, that, that are subscribed open and view these text messages, right? At least that's what the reports say. So mm-hmm. you, when you have something like that backing you up, I think you you, you, you know you're on to something big, right? Um, but not all subscribers prefer that. So like it's about giving them what they want, um, especially when you're creating these big journeys. So like when you're working... Uh, on the abandoned cart, right? So if, if you're working on an abandoned cart flow and someone is never opening their emails, then you should have it triggered to where you're sending them text messages, not emails. Um, in addition to that, I think it can really echo each other very nicely, um, especially when you're working on a very big campaign for the brand. 
Um, I just think it, it goes down to really trying to personalize, again, personalize the experience because SMS marketing is very intimate. Um, so you can't really follow the same approach as you would for an email as you would for an SMS. You have to really tap, tap into the psyche and make it very exciting to read. It shouldn't just be uh, a bland, generic text message. It should be, it should be filled with personality yeah. and witty um, and really, again, just trying to provide value to them. Yeah. And, and, I would, and authentic as well, I would think. Which is not Super, easy. yes. Authenticity is huge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, yeah. You, you, I, I use LinkedIn as a proxy sometimes in my head as I've watched, particularly in the pandemic, watch the traffic on LinkedIn go like this. And it's so damn obvious when a LinkedIn request pops up and it's just bullshit. Like, Hell yes. It's like, hey, dude, like, it's like this. <laughs> you just no. copy and paste it. And now I don't feel interested in adding you. <laughs> right, right. And, and no, P.S., don't dump everything on the front step and expect me to open the door, man. <laughs> like, it right, right. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And, and I would yeah. think in text, because it's, it's such a high priority interrupt, right? The thing goes, bing, I'm mm-hmm. going to look at it. So exactly. if you get me to look at the Bing and it's baloney, you know, delete, blacklist, opt out, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't exactly. really have time for that crap. Yeah. Hmm. Now you're dealing with a high opt out rate. So how do you right. explain that to your clients? Right. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. I, I, yeah. And if you're working with like a, a very good platform. Um, again, you should be set up for success, right? You should want to segment, hyper-segment as much as possible based on activity that's given to you through integrations with, with Shopify, right? If they're e-com. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, there's no reason for anyone to drop the ball there, um, but I can definitely see why it may be easy to overlook and, and, and fumble and, and have a high opt-out rate. Well, and it's a, it's a big coordination job. I mean, those, those mm-hmm. two platforms, uh, play relatively tightly together or are you guys knitting them yes. together yourself they do yeah okay. so yeah they do they do um we're honestly it's the same department so like my team when i assign my team to a brand or you know they're working on x y and z and if, and if that brand is opted in for email and sms then there yeah. that one person is working on it because we want to make sure that exactly yeah. the copy is the same right yeah. um we want to make sure that when they receive an email and they receive an sms it's like the same type of feel and yeah. excitement that they get um, especially again, when we're doing like these big projects, we want to make sure that it's like collaborated successfully. Right. So right. that's, that's, that's the goal. Ah, nice. What, uh, I, I should ask at the beginning for context, but what, are there any consistencies about the industries or personalities or whatever? Like what kind of clients does the snow agency tend to work with? Who do like, are, yeah. are you all over the map? Are you focused in a few particular niches? What? Yeah, so we're honestly all over the map. Um, there's, yeah, we're we're open to be working with anyone, um, any brand. Um, honestly, like our main priority is to just to a really scale the brand and and really set the client up for success, right? We're like trainers, right? We're, sometimes we're going to tell you things you don't want to hear, but it's to make sure that you're set up for it's success and you're in good shape. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that that's the approach. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that, that means you get to learn a good bit about those niches and industries and companies in the course of handling their campaigns. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what's exciting. You know, um, speaking for myself, I really care about my track record. I care about how many brands that we have that are super successful. So when there's a brand in a new industry that I haven't even worked on before, I'm itching. I'm trying to see how this is going to work. I really want to make sure that it's successful. We're doing our due diligence. We're doing our market research. We're connecting yeah. with the client. We're doing yeah. our weekly check-ins, just really trying to set them up for success. And we're A-B testing like every freaking week. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll we'll have to have a longer conversation about testing, probably uh, probably offline. Um, what's uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but anything jump out at you at wow? I tried that and it just fell on its face, and I learned a lot from it. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm trying to think right now. There was a roadmap that we built. Um, and I, I don't want to speak too soon because we're not giving up yet. So, okay, um, but <laughs> there's, there's this like email uh, campaign, which really was a journey. So um, basically finding out what the client, what the customer wants by following a map. Right. So it's a long email oh, that we okay. did. Yeah. And it's like several different destinations. And each destination would take people to a different product page. Right. Or a different landing page, depending okay. on, on, on what we wanted to do. And it did not do well at all. Like it just, not, it just, not yeah, so far, it, right? Yeah. So in terms of by by not doing well, I'm, I'm referring to the conversions, right? The conversion, it, it was it was negative. The lift, right? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, but that's honestly, we're not giving up, right? There's a lot of brands in our portfolio, and honestly, it's just a matter of, hey, why didn't it perform well? Let's try something different, right? right. Let's change the aesthetics, right? Um, let's change the type of offerings we have in the roadmap. Let's try it on a different brand or in a different industry, and let's keep on trying it until we just exhausted our resources and yeah. nothing else is working. So that's yeah. the approach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Good on you. And, and it's funny, you can end up with an orthodoxy in your head, right? You know, emails have to look like this to be like this. Says who, right? <laughs> right. right. You test know, it, test it and find <laughs> out. Exactly. Like marketing is just so subjective, right? Um, everyone has their own opinion. Um, and so I, I use that to my own advantage. Um, obviously we know what works. But doing what works every single time, following the the, the the curriculum is just kind of boring sometimes. You know, you got to like really push the envelope. Uh, and that's what we try to do as much as possible. That's literally like our priority this this quarter. Like go crazy, try different things, see what works, see what doesn't and learn from it and then incorporate it in our practices. Nice, nice. And and to have the, um, you know, to have the the latitude and the authority to go ahead and experiment, try and expand the box. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's a great thing. That's it's a, it's a great thing about, sounds like about the, the agency. You wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. If, if no, yeah. Just repeat yeah, yourself good. over and over. <laughs> yeah. Like good leadership comes from the top down. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that drawn me to the snow agency was Dan and John telling me during like the interview process that, listen, we want to give someone the keys and really innovate and really try to push the agency forward. And I, and I took that to heart and, you know, ran with it. And, you know, the thing too, is that you bring up authenticity. That's very true. And you also have to be, you know, you have to communicate a lot and also be transparent. If something fails, don't hide the failure, like just be very upfront with it and explain why it failed. There's always an explanation of something, yeah. right? So yeah. just, you know, just that, that, that upfront communication is really what keeps allowing me to actually have that reign of, of innovation. Nice, nice. Wow, I, I, I'm, I. It's always delightful to hear someone sort of clearly got the reins and running in the in the gig they've got. 
because yeah. it's a lot more fun than uh, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> right? i'm going crazy i'm actually meeting with a client on monday to talk about qr codes in person right so it's like this fun project i can't talk about that too much right not yet until it goes live so okay I'll, there's this, we, i'll we follow to, up with you we yeah. have to talk about <laughs> split tests and qr codes and a whole bunch of other stuff but, yeah. but we, can, we can do that offline because uh, I'm, I'm not doing this for uh campaign genius commercials um yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the domain uh, just because you've got an expert opinion and an expert's eye on this, have, have you tracked the announcement from Apple? I think two days ago about how they want to handle pixels. Yes. So my belief is that eventually they will um, implement some type of feedback loop where we're actually able to know who opens an email. Um, but if not, like my thing is we're probably going to have to push the agenda of using Gmail, right? The Gmail app, because that's going to provide us with the information that we need. Um, so a- Apple is really big on, you know, engagement. And, but we, we don't know who, if we don't know who opens, how the hell are we supposed to actually provide subscribers with the information they want? Yeah. Right. So I'm just, I'm hoping that they, they will later down the line implement something like that. But literally I'm like trying to do research on the side to have a backup plan ready to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Uh, I think folks who take doing email well seriously are justifiably a little concerned about what 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 feels like a big old blanket over every pixel is bad. Exactly, exactly. You know, we we're not doing massive sends to everyone promoting every single thing. We're we're literally we take it as an art. I take it as an art. You know, this is my my paint house. This is how I'm I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, in order for me to build that and paint that beautiful canvas, I need data. Like <laughs> I need data. So well, yeah, no yeah. no feedback loop, no feedback loop, no exactly. improvement. Right? Like exactly. we we exactly. can't send the more relevant, as you said. <laughs> we don't yeah, know who else opening. Yeah, you're blind sending. That you know, and we don't want that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we might might risk kind of pushing us all backwards in terms of in terms of practice. The other thing is, and I mean, this is this is you know particularly technical slant on it, but. All Apple would really accomplish with that is to rob me of when and where, but not who. If I want to, if I want to track specific down to the recipient pixel, you know, pixel data, I can find a way to get that there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every email automatically flagged as open because Apple's reading the pixels. I don't see who gains anything out of that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it may, it's a crazy it may make them. This is back to our conversation about affiliate marketers, right? They'll have to start grappling with that out on the aggressive edge. And there are probably mm-hmm. some lessons trickling back from there. It's a dumb place, dumb place to tee up a Cold War, seems to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Bothersome. Um, wow. What a like, what action-packed conversation, man. I love to hear about <laughs> doing um your team how 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 big what how do you how do you divide that up um you you mentioned yeah. ownership of an account which makes a ton of sense uh what mm-hmm. else structurally does that look like yeah so we have the whole nine so um in my team i have uh managers coordinators copywriters coders um and so the, yeah so it's it's awesome we have i i, I want to make sure that someone can just specialize in their role right um, when I was doing copy, I wasn't the best at it. So, you know, let's just have copywriters that can knock out the best copy ever. Right. So that's the goal. And so, yeah, typically the way it works is, you know, we, we, we get assigned, you know, the, well, I assign the brands to the, to the managers. And then from there, they're, they're assigning 
what coordinators um, have what brand. And we have the, the copywriters on board. We have the developers, the designers too. So when the email is beautifully designed and approved, uh, the developer is going ahead and, and coding that and adding it to Clavio. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. yeah, then we QA everything. Yeah. Do you use Clavio's native editor for the, uh, f- for the design work? Uh, no, we actually uh, use Photoshop and then from there take it on to Dreamweaver, code it to Dreamweaver. Oh, you do Dreamweaver. Interesting. I haven't touched yeah, Dreamweaver. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it, it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> I, I kind of keep track of the editor uh, yeah. space, but uh, yeah. I'll have to take a look at what does Dreamweaver got specifically email HTML, not web HTML? Correct. Correct. Like, yeah. I've got the creative suite. It's like, <laughs> yeah. there are, there's, there's more apps than you can even name in that thing. Yeah, yeah, it surprised me all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, good surprise. And, you know, you're paying the monthly VIG, so you might as well use the tools. But every mm-hmm. one of them is so cotton-picking deep that mm-hmm. th- that getting really conversant with many tools in the creative suite, whew, right? <laughs> A lot yeah. of work, a lot of work. And then you mentioned- yeah, That's why I just let my developers just have at it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Step away from the process. <laughs> yeah, that was, it's like you said about copywriting, right? You, you know, mm. Being okay as a coder is probably not, you don't want that person doing the coding. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you have any- A whole, whole bunch of broken links and stuff. Broken links and stuff, yeah. Do you have anyone whose job is the is the data side of it, a data scientist or anything like that? Yeah, so we actually have a department assistant that assists with that. Uh, but in terms of who's doing it, uh, the managers are going in, looking at the the overall performances. And that's really, you know, per request, right? Yeah. Um, one of my managers, Megan, uh, really wanted to start analyzing it. And she wanted to own that, right, for her team. Nice. So go ahead and have at it, right? Um, um, that's also something that I'm working on, too. I just feel like when you don't, um, and this is just speaking based on my experience in the past, not someone I worked with, but what I like w- was exposed to. When you have a, a data analyst, um, the managers or anyone else that's really supposed to be in, clo- in tune with the performance takes a step back and chooses not to review it as much, right? So when you're in practice yourself, when you're on the field, you're looking at it, you know what's going on. And I want to make sure that, you know, when we're communicating with our clients, these managers and, and everyone else that's in tune with the campaign performance knows every single thing about these campaigns, right? It's very important to be able to know it and then articulate it to our clients. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's something that they really love doing too. That's a, that's a healthy way to look at it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it means that they're going to get smarter about exactly both exactly. the cam, you know, campaigns and the customer, as well as how to handle the data for the next campaign, the next customer. Exactly. My goal is to literally build my team up and, and make them a master, right? Uh, make them greater than me. So like, in order for you to do that, you got to be the one looking at these stats, baby, you know, <laughs> looking at these stats and getting more confident and then taking your learnings and, and incorporating it for those next brands or that a strategy that's similar to the one that you ran in the past. You can't manage what you don't measure. Someone said once. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wow. Well, what this is actually one of my favorite conversations. This, I really awesome, know. dude. I, I, yo, I was nervous. I was shitting bricks. I was like, I don't know what questions are going to be asked. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to wing it. I'm not going to look at no deck. Okay. You know, just well, fuck it, right? Let's let's just yeah. let's just have fun with it. You know, yeah. I'm well, a good time. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, and listen and learn. No, I just uh, it sounds like you really got a you built a department that's kind of cooking on all cylinders uh, yeah. in in those channels. You know. Email email gets a little bit. Uh, it's you know it's old. It's tired. I'm like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, yeah, it hurts my soul when I hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. come on, you come don't need on. Us until you need us. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it's, it's the one that you're, you're not paying the gatekeeper or the troll underneath the bridge to use. That's actually maybe exactly. my favorite thing about emails. Like there's no gatekeeper. It's not here, Mark Zuckerberg, take a piece of this or here, Google, take no, a piece it's of that. Your it's like you and the recipient. Exactly. One-on-one conversations if need be. You own it. You own the list. You can take it anywhere you want, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We love Clavio, but if for, for whatever reason Clavio just shut down tomorrow, can we can take that list and export it somewhere else, you know, and yeah. have a new strategy for that, you know, yeah. but yeah. 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 Which makes that, you know, makes that uh, such an asset. And I think, you know, I mean, obviously you've got the carriers uh, getting paid to carry the message, but SMS has some of the same characteristics, although it's a, I don't know if it's ever going to mature because it's such a fractured set of platforms, texting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a pity. I, I don't know if you tracked when, when Google was trying to push a, a richer standard, R- RCS. They were trying to sell the carriers on a, what essentially looked like, looked and smelled like Apple messages for everything else. And it just fizzled. They didn't make it. They didn't get it through. And I mean, working with carriers, never, never for the faint of heart, but if Google couldn't push that one through, I don't think we will see a unified, rich messaging platform come out of SMS slash MMS anytime soon. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So what's what? How do you see how do you see like it being enriched? Like if you can have it your way, what would be like the ideal like MMS SMS experience? Um. You, you can do it if you really know what you're doing and if you're in the address book. And those are fairly critical, huge roadblocks to what I'm about to say. But my, my working thesis for all digital channels is that they, they all seek media over time. And mm-hmm. that's not an anti-copy, anti-written language stance in, in, in any sense. It's just that now that we've got the capability on a web page, for example, to do literally anything and everything from written copy in, in, in a great looking font to video that you can full screen to animation to like keep going through the list. So we can shove all, all of that through that rectangle called a web browser. Okay. Mm-hmm. Email, email is lagging and it's starting to catch up. And part of the reason we launched Campaign Genius is like, God dang it, email could be a lot richer more visual than it is, let's enable that. Let's build a tool set for that. So we're, you know, I, I think we'll see email become more visual. There are some, there are some architectural reasons why email won't be a first class media platform. Um, I think there's solutions to that, but I think they're going to take a very long time to evolve because um, th- there's no compute engine in email. I'll send you the paper if you're interested. Um, it's, it's a, email is dumb at a technical level. So mm-hmm. there's some constraints to what we'll do through email. It's benefited us. It's kept it from becoming, uh, it's kept it f- from becoming the kind of uh, <laughs> cesspool that the web browser with third party party cookies became because yeah. of the scripting yeah. engine. To answer your question, after that preface, um, if if you've got someone in your address book on an iPhone, do you use an iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone. Me too. Um, if you've got someone in your address book, so that you, you know, essentially Apple said, okay, they trust this guy. That's effectively how it works in in messages. If I send you a web page, if if I copy a link in YouTube and stick it in messages and send it to you, 
you can play the video right inside the messenger. I'm sure you've done that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a media experience. It's not just a short little bits of copy experience. But you can't do that at a large scale. That's literally constrained down to he's in my address book, so we'll give him the preview of the YouTube page. If I texted you that message out of the blue, you didn't know who it was, and I wasn't in your address book, you'd get the little link. And then if you want to go to the browser and view it, that's up to you. But you don't get that full media experience inside the Messenger client right now. Um, I understand the reason not to do it, the reason to require that address book level of trust and permission. But it does mean that messaging messaging is is really constrained from becoming a richer media experience, which I think is the arc it'll follow. Because if you look at every every digital channel, that's the arc they've followed. Yeah. And so that's also one of the reasons why we ask our subscribers to save us, save us and add us to their phone book. Perfect. We yeah. Do that perfect. in our journey. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> do, you send any, do you send visuals in text right now? We do. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, so it's, 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 it's dope. Um, but yeah, that's part of our welcome series. Like right after they sign up, you know, nice. the next message after the next SMS after that is just asking them to add us to their phone books. Okay. So we have yeah. that capability. Yeah. And I, and, and yeah, we both understand why, yeah, it makes sense, but it's also a funny ask. It may actually be the saving saving grace of texting is like you really are giving the user a, a, an a even greater level of control. I can email you a picture. I can't text you one without permission, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The video, the video aspect is like the main drive behind that. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. wanting to. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, SMS, you know, especially when you're dealing with the right platform, I mean, they're always finding ways to, to implement. Um, and there's some things I can't say because I, I'm in the beta phase. I'm beta testing some things. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would debate you if I if I can say certain things, but I'll hold back. <laughs> OK, okay. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, to, we'll have to have we need to have a, a not on the camera call. About- I'm totally game about richer media and and things you can do in email and things you can do in texting because I totally geek out on this stuff too. <laughs> well, what a pleasure. You made my day, man. You made mine. This is like my first podcast. So I'm like super excited. <laughs> cool. Well, Daniel Monte, head of email and SMS at the Snow Agency. Daniel, thanks you so much for the conversation. Thank you, Matthew. I really appreciate it. Hi, Dr. Matthew Dunn here. Thank you so much for listening to The Future of Email. If you're an email industry exec or marketer and you're interested in being a guest, please apply at campaigngenius.io slash futureofemail. If this interview was useful for you, please consider sharing it. Grab a screenshot and post it and text it and, of course, email it to your friends. If you know someone who you think would be a good guest, tag them in your post and include the hashtag future of email. I really appreciate seeing guest suggestions. It helps us a ton to keep the show interesting. We do put out new episodes and new content fairly regularly. To keep up, I would suggest subscribing. Your sharing, your rating, your reviews are the key to promoting to the show and they mean a ton to me and to the team here. If you want to know more, go to our website, campaigngenius.io slash future of email or Follow me on LinkedIn. Search for Dr. Matthew Dunn. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.